This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with us, with you on a Thursday. With us right now, Sean Cirillo of the Action Network. He's on the Roman Guest Line Previewing the MLB season and futures here, Sean wrote a great piece over at the Action Network detailing all of his futures, breakdowns of divisions, of playoff odds, of World Series um, odds there. So we're excited to bring him on today to talk some baseball. Sean, we're ready. One week away from opening day. And um, let's start big, and then we'll kind of work our way down small to win totals and uh, divisions. For the World Series this year, um, when you looked at the odds board, what stood out? Which odds, which teams are you on for World Series futures? The one favorite that I really like are the Jays. You know, they underachieved by eight wins last year relative to their Pythagorean record. Probably should have been in the playoffs. And if they had gotten there, they might have made some noise given how they were trending at the end of the season. But I have them as the best team in the AL, the second best team in baseball. And looking outside of my projections, I compare pretty favorably to Fangraphs this year. They would make their divisional odds closer to plus 125 and their World Series odds closer to plus 750. So I think you could bet those down to about plus 150 and 10 to one respectively. And the Jays would be my top world series team. You want to look a little deeper down the board, the Brewers at 16 to one and the Phillies at 40 to one. I think it's moved down closer to 31. Those are my longer shot in the NL. If you can get that two seed in the NL, maybe avoid the Dodgers in the NLCS. Cause you'd be on the other side of the bracket. There's no receding. You might be able to get to the NLCS and never have to play the Dodgers. So that's how I'd attack the NL. East and NL Central. There might be the Twins and the Angels. Those teams are starting to come into the range of that like 50 to 60 to 1 range. I just don't see them as true viable contenders yet. Sean, always appreciate your time. Uh, happy it's uh, you're back on the show. So, uh, you know, it's baseball time. We're just one week away from today. Uh, Joe G trying to recover after you mentioned the Phillies as possibly winning the World Series for, for a quick moment there. Um, before we get to the win totals, what is there any approach that has changed here with uh, with futures? This would not impact win totals, but just World Series futures, maybe pennant futures, uh, because of the, the different format. D- does it open itself up to a wider range of teams that could possibly win, or hey, it's baseball, same approach as as always, anything can happen? No, I think it opens it up to those mid range teams. So here's why I mentioned the Phillies, right? I don't give them any value to win the, the division. Why? Well, I, very, very slightly. I think their divisional numbers kind of moved into range where it should be. No value at all in their win total. Pretty neutral. If anything, I'd lean under. But if they make it to October, that expanded three-game playoff round, you're able to throw out Wheeler and Nola. So you get the guaranteed three games. 
and with the expanded playoff spot, it helps a team like them because their their World Series projection at those other two sites I mentioned, Fangraphs, Dakota, they're much higher on their World Series odds than they are on their divisional odds, their win total. It actually like it, it surprised me that there's a couple of these teams, the Angels fit into that category as well. These sort of higher upside teams, the models are adjusting where if they can find that final wild card spot and make October. They actually do think they can make a run now getting that three-game series instead of that one-game series. So, yes, I, I think it has – this new format has sort of opened up for those 30-to-1, 40-to-1 teams who could grab a, a final wild-card spot and potentially make a run in October. I think it actually does increase the chances for that, that sort of middle-tier contender group. What are some of the other plays that you like, Sean, in terms of win totals? I know you got a handful. Yeah, my, my two favorite two overs, two unders, uh, the Tigers and the Mariners unders. I think those are two of the biggest buzz teams coming into the season. The Mariners in particular, I saw a fan poll yesterday. Regardless of odds, people are just picking the Mariners to win the AOS. So that shows you the amount of public support that's out there for them. I think the win total is overinflated. I mean, I upgraded their true talent rankings, both the Tigers and the Mariners, by close to 10 wins over the offseason. And looking at the projection market, looking at my projection, looking at Fangraph, Davenport, Dakota, all of those projections like both of those teams to go under. It just there's like a four win gap, you know, at minimum between the projection market and those teams. So under 84 and a half, 85 and a half on the Mariners and 78 and a half on the Tigers, I think are very solid plays. And then the two over teams in the NL, the Diamondbacks and the Marlins. I know the Diamondbacks were the worst team in baseball last year. Their roster that they have for this season, if they don't get banged up, it's actually closer to a 71 team. That's about where I have them projected. It's the inverse with the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. All of the projections like them to go over, where all the projections like the Tigers and the Mariners to go under. So whether I'm using my projection, whether I'm using a market average, whether I'm averaging all those together, I, I can't make an argument, but over on the Marlins and Diamondbacks and under on the Tigers and Mariners. Sean, how do you handle when a team starts to break the projections? I feel like about seven or eight years ago, though, that Orioles team that was good for about three or four years with uh, Show Walter managing and Adam Jones and Machado and those guys, th- their projections were always 78, 80 wins, and they, w- they were good. They won. They made the playoffs. They were a legitimate team. And it looks like the Giants are that team now that the projectors say they're coming way back. 107 wins last year. I think we all realize that's not going to happen again, but – their win totals in the mid eighties. What do you make of the Giants after what they did last year? Can they can they do it again by beating the projections, beating the win total? So I think the Giants would be beating the market projections. I know the market is low on them by about four wins across the board. Dakota has them around seventy seven, I believe. I'm right in line with their total. Um, there's been teams in the past who the market has consistently missed on. I know Dakota admitted to having an issue projecting the Braves at SunTrust Park. They were consistently low on the Braves, I believe, the past three or four years. The Rays are a team that the market's always missed on. The A's are a team the market's always missed on. And, yes, now the Giants might be that team. They seem to be doing stuff behind the scenes that are unquantifiable. They have three hitting coaches there helping their players, you know, figure out how a different process for preparing for games. So they are doing things behind the scenes differently than other teams are doing. I factor in defense. I regress in defense much more aggressively than I think these other models do, which is why I tend to line up with teams like Oakland and Tampa more often than they do. But really, as long as my projection is sort of within that range of outcomes of the rest of the market, I'm pretty comfortable with it. If it falls outside of that, which is rare, I'll dig into the team deeper. But 
Yeah, that's why I like to take an average, Joe. I, I think it's important to sort of capture the the various ways that people are modeling these teams and, and sort of throw them all together, which is why I like to take a composite or an average. And if my projection lines up with the market, great. If we sort of disagree, it makes it easier for me to pass. Sean, last year on Division Futures, uh, from what I remember, man, you you nailed it, including when everybody was, was hot on teams like the Oakland Athletics or the Angels. You're like, no, 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 it's going to be the Astros. They cruised to the AL West crown. And I want to say uh, teams like Milwaukee, Atlanta, you, you were hot on. So uh, what are you thinking for divisions this year? Yeah, the Brewers are probably my biggest divisional bet again this year. Obviously, we're not getting that plus 350, plus 400 out there. But the discrepancy in the projections that I saw last year exists again this year. There was like a 30% edge. The market was saying they were closer to 50% to win the Central last year. This year, they're saying they're as high as 85%, 88%. Dakota thinks this is a one-team race. I tend to agree. I actually have the gap between the Cardinals and the Brewers closer than all the other projections. But I'd still make the Brewers about 65%, 70% to win the divisions. There's still a minus 150 out there on them to win the Central. I think that's fine to play. And I kind of feel similarly about the Dodgers. I think the competitiveness that San Diego and San Francisco showed last year is sort of undercutting the Dodgers' chances. The projections out there are the Dodgers are as high as 80%, and I'm higher on the Dodgers' relative to their division than any other projection. So I'd actually probably make that Dodgers' divisional line closer to minus 400, around 80%. I think there's value on them up to minus 200, even higher to minus 233 probably. The long shots I'm looking at this year, that would be the Twins, the Phillies, and the Angels. I know a lot of people are in the Mariners. I did mention them. I think people are falling out of love with the Angels after falling in love with them last year. And I'm not really sure what's happening. I was not one of those people last year. I had the under on the Angels win total. But everybody's piling on the Mariners. And I've sort of pivoted to the Angels. The projections really like them. They make them as low as plus 180 to win the division. So, I mean, they're, they're a team with a very wide range of outcomes. But I think those are the, the three divisions to target would be the AL West the AL Central, and the NL East if you want to look for longer odds. Love it. Uh, we were just talking about the Cy Young market. Any uh, futures that you like there, AL NL? Yeah, this is the, the one market or the two markets I haven't bet into yet are the, the awards markets. I'm actually about to because I've been messing around with player projections for the last few days. So the, my short list for the NL is Sandy Alcantara on Logan Webb. Both pitchers projected top 10 by Eno Saris. I believe you've had Eno on the pod before. He's as sharp with evaluating pitchers as anybody out there. And they also rank both in the top 10 by war projections. In the AL, Dylan Cease, I think, is worth a look. You may actually prefer to bet him to win the strikeout title. Uh, let all baseball and strikeout rate over the final four months of the season. Absolute breakout from Cease. It's really tough for me, both in the, the NL MVP and the AL Cy Young, to sort of go against Cole. For Juan Soto, I think those guys are finally due to win their awards, but maybe Framber Valdez at 100 to 1 is worth a poke. Uh, he projects as a top 10 pitcher of the AL by war, and I think with his ground ball rate, it's possible that he just has a, a ridiculous season with where he suppresses batting average on balls in play and gets great defense and just sort of cruises to a ridiculous ERA. Sean, to go back to the World Series, and you mentioned um, the Phillies with the idea that maybe they can get the two seed and avoid the Dodgers. When you're looking at futures, how big of a deal is the new seating now for the for teams that could have a buy? Because I look at that as like, man, you're in already, right? You're you're in. You've skipped around, 
And these other teams have to play a three-game series. I mean, the Dodgers likely are going to be in that spot. It makes me think about the White Sox because I think their path to a division title, them and the Brewers have pretty clear paths to division titles and maybe a top two seed in their in their you know their league. Yeah, I think you want that two seed quite a bit, and that's why I like a team like the Brewers because if you can sort of guarantee, I mean, even being in the three seed is fine, right? Because the the one seed is going to get that wild card team. So if we presume in the NL that the Dodgers are going to get the one seed like we did last year. That means you're getting the NL East and the NL Central pairing up on the other side of the bracket. And you hope that a wild card team like the Braves could potentially take out a Dodgers like they did last year. So that is, that is the goal where you hope that you are on the other side of the bracket and you get a wild card team that's going to take out the best team. And then you get your future through and you're playing a wild card team. So that's where I try to position myself is potentially away on the other side of the bracket from the best team in the league. That said, the Jays, I mean, the Jays, I expect to be the best team in the AL. And I just see value on them in general. But if I'm going to attack a bigger favorite like the Dodgers, yeah, I want to try to get that two or three seed more specifically now with the other division champion, because I think that's where the the greatest path to, or the, the path of least resistance, I should say, is going to lie. Sean, what about some of these stat categories? Uh, home run leader, that was a heck of a race last year and the way it finished uh, with the tie. The strikeout leader, RBI, hits, runs, saves, stolen bases. Uh, wherever you want to go, anything interests you? I really like Miles Straw as your stolen base leader. Hitting a top back Cleveland lineup, they're just going to let him run all day. So I think he's a very sneaky play. He was a guy I bet last year and just never really got the playing time at Houston. Was surprised they ended up dealing him away. I don't, it might have ended up hurting them in the playoffs ultimately. It was a little strange that they didn't have Straw to play defense in center field. But my favorite overall player prop of any of these is Kyle Schwarber to win the home run title. Yes. It was 70 to one. I believe he's down to 50 to one now. This is a another Kevin Long connection. If you've been following baseball for a while, you remember when Kevin Long helped Curtis Granderson hit back-to-back 40 home run seasons in New York. He helped unlock Daniel Murphy's power with the Mets, helped Ryan Zimmerman rejuvenate his career late. This guy is absolutely incredible at unlocking power for good hitters and bringing them to a new tier. And Kyle Schwarber increased basically everything you want to see last year, hard hit rate, fly ball percentage, barrel percentage, everything that you would look for in terms of power metrics. He paced for over 40 home runs, missed time of the hamstring injury, getting a park upgrade this year in Philadelphia. Everything aligns for Kyle Schwerber to have the best season of his career. And oh, by the way, Kevin Long is going to be his hitting coach again because he signed on with the Phillies. Any other bets, futures that we haven't touched on that you're either looking at, already bet, um, that we haven't touched on? Yeah, I mean, I have 50-something bets at this point, so I'm sure there's definitely <laughs> oh, one. Oh, uh, wow. What about, uh, what about Rookie of the Year? Do you have anything there? Yeah, I'm actually, I was about to go there. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you you led me into that. So, Seiya Suzuki, I think, is probably being underrated relative to typical prospects that come over from Japan, and this guy is not a typical prospect coming over from Japan. This is the best position player in Japan currently and has been for the past few years. Incredible defender in right field. Excellent power. Pretty good speed. This is the kind of guy who very easily projects to hit 270 with 20 home runs and 8 to 10 steals in his rookie year in the major leagues, quote-unquote rookie year. One thing that's really weird with the NL rookie of the year market and might be suppressing the odds for everybody I don't know if you all have looked into it. Have you seen Kybert Ruiz on your NL Rookie of the Year list? Because he's ineligible. 
If you're unaware, Kybert Ruiz exhausted his rookie status, but if you ever want evidence that books just take lines from one another and copy it and paste it, Kybert Ruiz wow. being on all these NL Rookie of the Year odds is about as big of a red flag as you can find. That means they just copy their odds because this guy's not eligible to win the award. So Suzuki should be probably closer to even money than plus 500, in my opinion. I think there's a plus 500 out there at Caesars. Definitely would take a look at that. Suzuki just projects better than pretty much any rookie. We know he's going to start from day one. Great stuff, Sean. Awesome talking here. We're excited baseball is back. We'll do it again soon. Sean Zarillo on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Schwarber home run leader has got to be the show bet now. Okay, yeah, Schwarber home run leader and Suzuki. Yesterday, he hits a home run, his first at-bat in the spring. Chicago Sports Twitter went wild. He's 5-1 to one at points, but uh, to back up what Sean just said. I like it. We'll be back on the other side. BeckQL Daily talking NBA tonight on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BeckQL Daily from BeckQL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.